Hey, this is Stan Bush. Listen to Geek Out Loud. You got the touch! Previously on Geek Out Loud. You got the power! You do not dog out Ryan Adams. Everything I do, I do for you. Still brings me tear to my eye to this day. What? What's, what's the major? What's the major export out of that area? Anything? Uh, rednecks. Rednecks. Fantastic. White trash. I mean, they'll completely suck me out of whatever I'm doing. And, you know, I'll, I'll turn into my seven-year-old son. I'll just be standing in front of the television staring, staring at the screen. <laughs> you know, and people will walk through and go, hey, what are you doing? It's like, you know, I won't even, like... And uh, James close. Marsters voiced a character in, in that particular episode. Uh, he was... I know him as Brainiac on Smallville. People know him as right. Spike on Buffy. Uh-huh. You might know him in person. Um, I don't know. <laughs> You might actually know him. You, might you guys might have had him. beers together. I don't know. <laughs> or you have no idea who I'm talking about. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I was in marching band. Nice. Not the most popular. Not the most popular among students. Um, you were but at least I had, playing some drums. You were at least Dude, I played the quad. And nice. I played, uh, I played the snare and cymbal. Um, oh, and I was so good. <laughs> Man, all the ladies. Oh, totally. Um, those boys, the ladies love quad players. Let me tell you. Yes, sir. That are five five. I got so much action by myself at home. You wouldn't believe it. I love that. See, you know what will be? We could take it a step further, and we could do it backpack style, like Chewbacca and Yukio. Uh, yeah. And all, and all, totally just hang in a backpack. There you go. On your back, you know. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's a we're we're, we're doing justice to a you know to a franchise we love, and b we're we're handling a paparazzi situation at the same time. To do my little, oh, no, that was I don't more. either. I don't. Either. I feel like a, feel like a muppet all of a sudden. <laughs> little hands working on the desk. Welcome to Geek Out Loud. 
I am your host, Big Honkin' Steve, along with you as always whenever I get an episode out. Thrilled today because on this episode, we have an interview toward the end, of course, with Stan Bush, writer of The Touch and Dare from the Transformers movie, and a guy who has embraced, well, he didn't write Dare, he, he performed Dare, but he, he wrote and, and performed The Touch, and he's a guy who has embraced that. That's things fans know him as and has embraced it. We'll talk about that down the road, but I'm even more excited because my good friend and your good friend, now contributor to the Geek Out Online website and poster in the forums and um, even a tweeter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Casey, welcome back to Geek Out Loud. Hey. No technical... I'm going to... I'm, I'm calling it now. Fingers crossed. Knocking on wood. No technical difficulties this time. I certainly hope that's the case. Because that was messed up. Yes, it was very disappointing. I was... I, it was. And it was tough. And it was tough that we came back and tried to do it a second time. And it was just like... Not, it not wasn't flowing. No. no. Well, you can't you can't catch a lightning in a bottle. No. You can't do it. It just happens. When the magic happens, it happens, and you're going to move <laughs> on. Now, uh, so I guess what I'm saying is thank you for bringing on down to Geek Out Loud. <laughs> I've been sitting on that one for about 30 minutes now, by the way. Have you really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you were laughing about you wouldn't tell me? Yes. Yes. I was like, that'll be good. I can just throw this out on her. Bring it on down to Geek Out Loud. Um <laughs> I'm so good at ripping off other people's stuff. Before we get into your emails, and that's what we're about to do, get into your emails, a couple of things to talk to you about. Number one, uh, this will be the last time you hear my voice on Geek Out Loud before May 30th. Wow. wow. Yes. Well, because I'm just, I mean, I'm going ahead and calling the fact that I probably won't get another Geek Out Loud out until sometime middle of June. Um and that way, if you don't expect one before then, if I do get one before then, everyone's like, yay, Steve's the man. <laughs> uh, but, but I say that because you still have time, the listening audience, you still have time, greatest podcast listening audience in the universe, you still have time to head over to geekoutonline.com or geekoutpodcast.com. At the top, there's a banner. Click on that to take you to Kim's uh, Walk Now for Autism page, where we are trying to raise money for uh, Autism Speaks great organization that works uh with families who deal with this they call it a disease and um and kim is at fourteen hundred and forty five dollars right now most of which is because of the geek out loud listening audience that is awesome that is a big big deal and so we're gonna have kim back on soon afterwards to kind of tell us how things went and give us a report but thank you all so much for uh supporting if you haven't go do it um I say it every time I've been on since I've had Kim on, you know, put back a few comics. You don't need uh, Batman Battle for the Cowl, um, mm -hmm. the special Gotham janitor one spot. You don't need that one shot. You can, you can do without that. You can do without Superman and the grilled cheese of Krypton. You can do without, uh, I don't know, what else? What's a, you can do without Dark Reign, uh, Super Pets. In Marvel, you can do without a you can do without a few comics off of your stack. You can do without going. I know Terminator Salvation comes out this week. Just put it off till next week. I mean, it'll still be there. I promise you. And go do something good. Go be a geek that does something good, and and make that happen. Um, we the goal was three thousand. We've got just a barely amount of time to go do that. So go do that. Go do that. Go do that. Um, what else? What else is new? 
with the site, with the things that are going on. I have no notes. Usually I have notes and I'm writing stuff down like, here's what's happened. Thanks to everyone for your incredibly positive feedback about Brian Austin Green. Hey, Casey, I had Brian Austin Green on the show. I know. It was so awesome. <laughs> How <laughs> cool so is awesome. that guy? That was really I mean, cool. I want to talk about him behind his back. How cool is he? <laughs> he is really he, cool. He was so much fun to talk to. Like, he was so laid back and, like, you know, he gave me more courage than what I should have when it comes to, like, going out and getting interviews. Because now I'm just emailing everybody. Like, hey, you want to come on Geek Out Loud? Hey, you want to come on Geek Out yeah. Loud? Yeah. Um, working on Kyle Newman from Fanboys right now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, like, I'm over the Force cast. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I love those guys. Jimmy Mack, Jason, I know you're listening. But, you know, I, I'm just like, if they don't want me on, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I had Brian Austin Green on the show, and we didn't talk about, I mean, yeah, we talked about some of the projects he's got coming up, but I mean, mm-hmm. he just talked geek with me. He was so funny. He was great. I love his Star Wars stuff. Like, that just sounds like so much fun. My favorite bit was because I was trying to break him. I was trying to get him to laugh, and I'm like, I'm a big guy. I'll come out there, and you can just hide behind me. <laughs> and I was doing two things. Number one, I was like, hey, I want to go hang out with Brian Austin Green. <laughs> Number two, it's like, yeah, hey, here's a funny bit. And he took that and just r- skyrocketed that bit. Mm-hmm. To uh, He'll get on my back like 3PO on Chewie's back and Empire. <laughs> uh, and uh, so good times, good times. I was starstruck, though, Casey. You didn't I mean, from the get-go. I know, but from at, or at first, when he called and I answer and it's Brian Austin Green, I was like, be cool, man. Be cool. <laughs> this is a cool cat. You got to be cool with him. So we had fun, though. He was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I mean, I was just excited to have him on. Derek had him on Sky Next and did a great job. And someone in the forums, and I, and I think I came down too hard on the cat <laughs> in the forums, and I want to apologize publicly on my podcast. Someone was like, hey, is this the same interview Derek posted? No. <laughs> no. No. And by the way, speaking of Derek, I think you and he are now tied for the amount of times that you've been on Geek Out Loud. Really? Yes. Well, watch out. You've been <laughs> watch your back, Derek. Casey, bringing it. <laughs> bringing the guest. And if you move closer to town. That's happening. You might be the permanent co-host of Geek Out Loud. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Shot. Mr. Yeah, Derek. You should. That's what you get for living in Mississippi. Um. <laughs> Speaking of co-hosting something, uh-huh. I got a call the other day, and I'm just talking about my life because I want to keep you, the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe, up to date on what's going on and where Geek Out Loud is going. I got a call the other day from the guy who owns the radio station here in town and the one in Douglas, which is about 30 minutes away from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was like, hey, I've got a guy that wants to sponsor you doing a show on the air. That is so cool. So I got to get with a guy, talk to him, work out, pound out some details about times and, and the format I'm wanting to do. Because in my mind, I'm on for an hour doing what I do. You know, maybe not necessarily the geek stuff, mm-hmm. but just bringing it to the people. And that's what's going on in my mind. In his mind, he might be like, well, he's going to play some songs and maybe talk a little bit between them. Mm-mm. I'm not into <laughs> disc jockeying. This is going to be the big honking show if I have my way. The big honking, and I'm looking at, I'm thinking Saturdays. Yeah. You know the big honking Saturday show. And That'd so, be cool. and uh, and my and my big sales pitch to him is going to be, dude, we'll record it, we'll post it on the internet, 
We'll get a feed. We'll have a podcast. People, I already have people that listen, mm-hmm. a listener base that'll start in, in your, you'll be worldwide with your radio station. Because we've got Raj over in HK. Oh. You know, he's What's up, Raj? He's still waiting on us, by the way. I am I've gotten seriously hate mail serious after hate about mail. going. I am, but, you know. It's only like 1500 bucks. I kind of need a job. <laughs> That's true. Anyone hiring? Casey's looking. Um, <laughs> I need a job. Uh, <laughs> and then we're going to come see you, Raj. <laughs> Bring it on down to Hireville. Um, we... Bring it on down to Director's Club. <laughs> that's the that's the theater. Um, yeah. But anyhow, so yeah, I might be coming to the radio. That's really cool. I am really stoked about that, you know, because I had the whole TV thing that kind of fell through, and that's kind of my fault, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I don't Wait, guess. Wait, what? A few months ago, several months ago, the Science Channel reached out to me mm-hmm. for the show they're doing called The Brink. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Basically, they wanted to do a segment at the end of the shows or somewhere in the shows where they had different people cut videos of themselves talking about what they're geeking out about. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't know, you know, and I sent them something. They really liked it, and they needed me to send them more, but I don't have a video camera or anything like that. And so <laughs> instead of doing the work, the footwork to go borrow the parents a second time, you know, I just never did anything. And so I kind of let that one... Uh, slip by the wayside and uh that's you know that's dumb on my part you know but i don't think i have a face i don't think i have a face for tv i think i've got the face for radio you know so and and so i think that to sit behind a mic and run my (laughs) mouth I, i mean that just excites me i'm really hoping that 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 this goes well and that would be really cool yeah yeah so we're kind of excited about that it is local radio though it's not the nationwide science channel Maybe I should get back in touch with those people. Be like, I know it's kind of late, but here you go. Be like, hey, guys, I got a camera. Hey, look what I did. <laughs> look what I can do. <laughs> Bring it on down to Honkinville. Um, <laughs> we should probably stop with that. No. <laughs> that joke is probably over. Is it, is it? I don't think so. What you do is you push through. You keep doing it until it's not funny. And then keep doing it until it's funny again because you just okay, won't stop. I'm, all right. <laughs> but you got it. You got it. Takes guts. It takes guts to get there. So because I think it's already not funny. It, it take well. It's going to take me getting through your ridicule. Because <laughs> you will let me know for real. You'll be like, all right, I'm done. That's it, Steve. And I'll be like, I okay. Just, I just told you. I that. know, but you did it with a smile. <laughs> Steve, I was trying to be nice on the podcast. So why don't you I don't just, want to be a jerk here. Let me write you a note. <laughs> I'll just bring it on down to shut up, Bill. That's. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'll stop now. I'll stop. Um, well, uh, Casey's with us today. Just to answer a few emails, you don't have. You've got very limited time, yeah. And so we want to get you out of here as quickly. I don't want to. If I could, <laughs> if I could keep you around forever, I would, Casey, because <laughs> I'd like just lock you in this room and be like, "It's time to record." <laughs> yes, That's sit bad. down. <laughs> sit down and geek out with me. But I don't want to. Read your comics. <laughs> so, so. Do it. But Steve, no. Real quick before we jump in emails, you got to practice. If we have a first time emailer in here, do you uh, you remember the yeah first time emailer? Okay, uh-huh. let's try oh, it out. I have to say that. Yeah, I want. Woo! Okay, yes, you're good. Okay, you do remember. <laughs> All right, first. Uh. <laughs> 
course I remember I made it up. <laughs> uh, let's see. I've got to find where are we at here. What the deuce has just happened? That's <clears throat> not an email. I didn't do my segue. All right. So let's jump into some emails. No, you don't. You can you can talk now because we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back from the email for the email segment. <laughs> I just have to find them now. This thing totally bounced back. Uh, hey, let's look and see what Rodney has to say. Rodney, what's up, Rodney? What's up? He says, Steve, and in this case, and Casey, I discovered you through your work on sh- the shoe podcast. I don't know that I work on the shoe podcast. <laughs> Derek does that. I just sit here and talk on the phone to Derek. I then jumped on your podcast, Skynext, and love that one as well. Well, thank you, Rodney. I finally got around to downloading the Geek Out Loud, the official podcast at geekoutonline.com archive. Uh, I want to stop. Can I gripe a little bit? I mean, it's my show. Okay. Everyone's like, I heard you on Shoe. Love what you guys did. Then I went to Skynext. Finally, I went to Geek Out Loud. Can I just encourage everyone, once you hear me, go straight to Geek Out Loud. And if you've got friends, send them straight to Geek Out Loud. Don't be like, don't tell Derek I said that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he won't hear that. No, he won't hear. He won't hear. He says, I work in a food warehouse. I don't know why I did food. (laughs) (laughs) It's the double O. Yeah. The the warmest department. It is. It does make sense. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Today, Sesame Street has been brought to you by Ooh. <laughs> ooh. What is that outside of Oscar's trash can? Uh, the warmest department I work in is around 40 degrees, with the coldest being around 15 below. Wow. I would like to say, on Casey's behalf, if you run a food warehouse, Casey's not looking for that job. No. 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 <laughs> Casey, it's too cold. Casey don't like the cold. Um. As you can imagine, I don't particularly love my job. I can imagine. Yeah. <clears throat> Listening to your podcast I've definitely has definitely helped me get through some cold days. Many times I've been caught by coworkers standing there laughing for no apparent reason because of something you've said on your podcast. Some of my friends know what is going on and just say, Honkin'? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to address some of the things you've addressed on earlier podcasts. The first is your feelings towards Star Trek. I've also never been a huge fan. My name on the forums is Recovered Comic Addict, and I chose the name because I recently had to quit collecting comics. I was out of control. My stepson starts college this fall, and as NCN can tell you, shout out to ncnblog.com, money for college is needed. I wanted to submit my list of top ten heroes for your disapproval. Wow, my disapproval. What? Yeah, well, because I kind of ripped. First he said he's never been a big fan of Star Trek. Let's stop right there. Um, There is floating on the Ethernet, on the Internet, a certain review by a certain contributor of this certain movie. And uh, her name is Casey, and I haven't posted that yet. <laughs> uh, so let's just do it on the podcast. You saw Star Trek. Yeah. What would you think? I liked it. And it was I funny. liked it. Okay. It was funny. I really liked it. It was a really good adventure sort of thing. I liked it a lot. But you have never... I'd never seen Star Trek at all. You've never seen any Star Trek. I mean, like I saw clips. Yeah. 
but I've never seen like a full episode or ever seen a movie or anything. God bless and you, because thank you for not being a ever watching. <laughs> I'd never seen it before, and this was like my first. Sure. You know, getting to see anything Star Trek, and I really liked it. What was what? I mean, what was your favorite? Just a part, like just a scene. <laughs> Do you have a favorite scene? Um. Yeah, I really like the scene where um, Bones is getting um, Kirk. Kirk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the he's on getting the, him on onto the, the yeah yeah because yeah, it's really funny. And, and he gives like, him that he gives him basically he gives him a vaccine that he knows Kirk will have a certain reaction to for a yeah. few minutes, and and he can take him on saying he's treating him, and and he goes this regulation that as a doctor you know he can take him with him, mm-hmm. and um and Kirk is hearing some things about a phenomenon they're going to check out and he realizes hey this is the same thing that killed my daddy back mm-hmm. in the day and so he starts trying to warn everybody but he's swelling up all his hands are swollen up so he can't use a computer his tongue is beginning to swell up in his mouth so you know he can't talk he's like um and so and so uh uh yeah and so bones eventually just kind of takes him out you know didn't give him like a sedative yeah. or something well, to he's him like here gonna <clears throat> yeah he keeps stabbing like, him he and he's just like, keeps giving him these shots like, in the neck stop and he's it? like ah, <laughs> i've got something important to say but his late bones is so into like treating him right like, right oh i can treat that yeah <laughs> he, like stickles him again it's really funny <laughs> he's just so eager to it's yeah. almost like he's just eager it's to like torture he, him with the yeah with the needles and stuff really I, um i have seen star trek movies in fact i've seen all the star trek movies Star Trek The Motionless Picture was the first one. It was actually the motion picture, but it's like, it was so boring. They do all these shots, like they had this great Enterprise model, I guess, and so every time you were coming to the Enterprise, or they were talking about the Enterprise, (laughs) they would go into this music (laughs) montage, and it would just do this slow pan from the dish to the name to the body to the things up the body, which are called nacelles. I know all you geeks out there, you know. <laughs> and they would do this, and it would take literally 15 minutes. <laughs> and it'd just be this sweeping Star Trek music and this boring shot of a spaceship <laughs> sitting in dock. And, um, and then Star Trek Two is the one that everybody loves. They think it's just the greatest thing ever. It's called The Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a throwback to an episode of the old series because there was a villain named Khan who he and his cronies his people were like superhumans or something that have survived since the 21st century i guess and and he's super intelligent and they make friends at first but then he wants to take over the ship and but he can't and so kirk and team out with him and they uh, they put him and his people on this planet and they're like you can live in peace and harmony for the rest of your days mm-hmm. well apparently something blew up and the planet and Khan's wife died and all this other stuff well it's Ricardo Montalban who just recently passed away the fantasy island guy mm-hmm. and you know and he's as much of an over actor as William Shatner is in a good yeah. way <laughs> but they're never on screen together as I mean they are but it's like they're in two different ships at all times so they never physically interact with one another because that would just been too much apparently for <laughs> film to handle and and uh and it does. It's got some adventure, but it's like everyone, it's like it's the greatest Star Trek adventure ever. I'm like, no, it's not. It's really just a couple of ships floating through a bunch of gas hiding until finally <laughs> fire. You know, um, 
Spock dies in that one. Yeah. And then there's Star Trek Three, where Spock comes back to life. Long story. I mean, you know. Uh, and then there's Star Trek Four, which is my favorite of the original Star Trek movies because they go back in time to save the whales. <laughs> and and they try to learn and they're learning to cuss. They're learning, yeah. You know, I mean, they're learning all. They're 1984, and they're trying to learn how to live in that because the future is so different. Right. And um, and it's just funny. Well, then there's Star Trek Five where they go meet God, who's not God. He's Spock's brother. I don't understand that. <laughs> and then there's Star Trek Six, which was really good. It was a fitting end for the original Trek cast. And then they started the Next Generation movies. Generations people hate because Kirk dies. And then First Contact is about the Borg, and it's really good. And then the last two I saw, but I don't remember them. I mean, like, that's how forgetful they were to me. It's like I just don't remember anything about them. And so um, when I went in to see this, I'd heard all this stuff about how wonderful it is. And, and there's this one dude on the forums. He's like, kick Star Wars butt. Take that, Star Wars. Yard, yard. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I was scared. I'm like, what if this is that good? What if the story is so compelling? And what if the characters are so well written? And what if these actors just knock such a home run that I walk out thinking, that's as good as Star Wars, if not better. I was petrified. But I was willing. <laughs> like, I was prepared to have to write all of this stuff on the blog. I was prepared to have to come on here and talk about, yeah, I'm such a loser because I was hating on Star Trek. Uh-uh. It was good. I really enjoyed Star Trek, but it's no Star Wars by any stretch of the imagination. Do you agree? I'm not even going to compare it to Star Wars. Because you, you can't. You really can't. You really can't. Star Wars is more fantasy but, than sci-fi anyway. Yeah. Even though it takes place in space. It's more about the Force. Yeah. And the hippies. Wait, the Jedi. <laughs> Someone, that's what Derek said on our commentary for episode one. He's like, I get a hippie feel when I look at Qui-Gon. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, He's cool. But that being said, I enjoy Star Trek to, for what it is. But, I mean, it's yeah. just like, I don't, I've never understood how people can get in, into it as you can Star Wars. Well, I just decided not to even compare the two. You can't. I, I mean, well... But it is. But there I just is. Did, I just made the decision that yeah. I'm not even well, going to put probably, them beside each other. That's probably smart on um, your part. So I mean, I really like. Yeah. I really like Star Trek. Well, and like, I love Star Wars. Yeah. I really like Star Trek. So. Well, the thing I've found as, one, as so. a lifelong Star Wars fan is that I'm constantly having to back myself in a corner and defend Star Wars anymore because of the prequels and because of the Clone Wars and and what Lucas has done. Whereas I genuinely enjoy all of it. I see the flaws that may be there. Mm-hmm. But I see the flaws in the original trilogy, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the things that some people think are flaws, I don't think are flaws. I love the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. You know, we've covered that ground here. And um, and my thing is, it's like, so I guess I came at it real defensively. And that yeah. post on geekoutonline.com has gotten several comments. Almost as many as your first post about being too girly to be a geek. How about <laughs> you and your posting of, is like lighting up the boards over there? Yay. People like people like to hear from you. That's good. I appreciate people <laughs> reading. <laughs> Which, by the way, I wrote my Star Trek review before you wrote yours. I know, and you did, you did, you did. And, and I was like, nobody wants to hear. But what then I have you were like, don't post it. it, don't post <laughs> it, like, don't, don't post, post it. it. <laughs> but it was good. It was good. When as as the team gets in place, and Jason, I have gotten your email, and, I'm, and I've got to read over your review and stuff, and see what we like. Think, and I've and I've gotten several people who have started saying, "Hey, I'll be part of the team." Um, 
as the team gets in place, understand there are going to be times where we all do this. We talk about the same thing just to give it, just to give people a different perspective. Okay. Basically, I have a new goal in life as it pertains to the blog and the podcast. <clears throat> I want to be the bizarro Harry Knowles. Harry Knowles runs Ain't It Cool dot com, Ain't It Cool News, and like he's the super geek of the universe, has been for years. <laughs> I want to be the bizarro Harry Knowles. I want to be the the new super geek of the universe, if you will, and oh. only more positive and fun. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a cool guy. I'd like to meet him. Uh, anyhow, you should here, come on the show. I should get him on the show. <laughs> I should get Harry Knowles on Geek Out Loud. <laughs> Write it down. Memo. <laughs> Harry, no, note to self. I just threw my pad away. I just knocked it away. All right, here here are Rodney's list of heroes. Number ten, Daredevil. Okay. Okay. Number nine, Hulk, which I think is way too low for Hulk. Number eight, He-Man. Hey. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Number seven, Optimus Prime. Number six, Snake Eyes. Number five, Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow's not a hero. He's a villain. He's a G.I. Joe character. Uh-huh. Um, number four, Superman. Number three, Spider-Man. Number two, Iron Fist. And number one, Wolverine. Cliché, he says... But I grew up on them. I mean, that's a good list. I, I take issue with Storm Shadow being a hero. And I'm sure that some of you Joe fans, Michael Bailey, will tell me Storm Shadow was a hero in the end. I don't know. <laughs> I just know in the cartoon he was a bad guy in, in white. He was a ninja. Um, speaking of G.I. Joe, Casey, and I know I'm jumping around. <laughs> what do you think of Dennis Quaid? Can you place Dennis Quaid right off the top of your head? think so yeah okay he was uh you remember the movie frequency mm-hmm. he was the dad in frequency oh did you see vantage point no he was the secret service agent in vantage point well, did you see the day did it. you see the day after tomorrow <laughs> yeah he was the scientist in the day after tomorrow okay um did you see Dragonheart? Steve, I get it. I know who he is. What's up? Uh, well, I'm just... <laughs> get on with your point, fatty. Uh... <laughs> Steve, seriously, I understand. I'm just making sure you got the picture. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Dennis Quaid. <laughs> That was really mean. That's <laughs> no, okay. I thought it was funny. Dennis Qu- <laughs> Dennis Quaid is my new Chuck Norris. Dennis Quaid can't be Chuck Norris. Listen, let me let me give you his. Let me if give you. If you're gonna throw down Chuck Norris, we can't. No, his we butt. gotta hope those two forces of nature never uh. meet. Because let me tell you why. Because a Dennis Quaid fought and beat global warming in Day After Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. B, he fought and beat many dragons in Dragonheart. Okay. In Vantage Point, the dude gets in a little mini over in Spain, and like he's <laughs> doing a high-speed chase in a mini. He wrecks it not once, not twice, but thrice. <laughs> and he still gets out. And the third time that he wrecked the thing, like he shouldn't have been walking, but he gets out and he runs to where he's got to get to save the president. <laughs> so he beat global warming. He, he, he conquered many dragons. He saved the president of the United States. He saved Jesus twice in frequency. <laughs> Hello, Jim Caviezel. <laughs> he saved him twice in frequency. And now he's the leader of the G.I. Joes. 
Where's Chuck Norris? Texas. With his little badge. <laughs> his little ranger badge. It's on doggone Chuck Norris. I know. I want to go. Someone was talking to me because people, there are several people that know about my new Dennis Quaid thing. And someone texted me while I was like, he was, he was at the movies and he saw the, the trailer for G.I. Joe and he's like, Dennis Quaid and G.I. Joe. I said, I know. He's the leader of the Joes. Where's Chuck Norris now? Next text I get right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> you were watching back. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> Ronnie goes on to say, I have a picture of you screaming at your computer screen right now. No Batman, Superman's number four, G.I. Joe. Yes, they had a comic, and I had a huge run of them. I want to share a couple of moments with your youth, <clears throat> of you, a couple of moments in my youth that turned me into the adult geek that I am now. I loved cartoons and discovered comics at a very early age. Superman was my first one, and I don't remember where I got it. I remember climbing onto my dad's lap when I was younger to have him read me a book. I would always bring the Superman comic, and he would always tell me no to grab a real book. Ouch. (laughs) When I was in second grade, I had another memorable moment that involved a Superman comic. We were allowed to read a book in class, and I picked Superman number two. How sad is it that after all these years, I can still remember the issue? must have been after the relaunch. Superman was being held by Lex, who was wearing a kryptonite ring. That was after the reboot. Superman said, darn you, Luther. Actually, he said, damn you, Luther. Being in second grade in a small town, I did not know the word damn. (laughs) I asked the teacher. (laughs) I had a talk with my parents that night about language. My mother used to try. (laughs) I could just say, hey, teach, what's this word mean? Second grade was the infamous year my father came to school to administer a spanking. I can just imagine if I had, oh, wow, I'd be dead right now. There would be no geek out loud. Um, my mother used to drive about an hour to the grocery shop twice a month. Buying for five kids was a time-consuming trip. Hey, there were five in my family. I would immediately head to the magazine rack and read comics until it was time to leave. She would always buy me one comic, which was always G.I. Joe. Christmas was always great for me as a comic collector. My grandma had a list that she would make me update on which comics I had. She would take this lo- this list to her local comic store and buy comics for me. Aww. What about Granny going in the comic store? Oh, that's so sweet. I hope those guys were nice to her in there. Aww. I heart his Granny. Yeah, me too. She's a sweet lady. To to brave a comic store I know, that's as really a grandmother. Great. Wow. Um, the owner would often suggest new titles, which is how I discovered Daredevil, X-Men, and other various titles. As soon as we were done opening, my family knew that I would disappear upstairs to devour my new stash of comics. I hope to someday return to the collecting, but I will have to wait until my son is done with college. I really enjoy the trips down memory lane with Saturday morning cartoons, the Hulk's television show, the Muppets, and other parts of my childhood. As an adult, I love rewatching cartoons from my childhood. I still watch many sci-fi shows as well as read many different sci-fi and fantasy books. Your podcast often takes me back to happy childhood, my happy childhood and at the same time makes me embrace my geek proudly. Thanks for the time. I love your podcast and will continue to pass my days at work listening to them. And that's from Rodney. And he says uh, he embraced the paradox, and now he has a restraining order against him. That's a Skynex <laughs> joke. And he, uh, and he sent a picture of him enjoying the podcast at work. And basically, he's just chilling on some boxes, <laughs> drinking a soda, all bundled up like he's got a hoodie on. Nice. And, and there it is. He's like, what's up? Geek out loud. Represent. Represent the food warehouse. Um geeking as a child let's talk about being a geek Casey and let's talk intelligently about being a geek um (laughs) I mean as I think about it and he brings up a good point 
a lot of the stuff that I'm into, and I think any geek would say this, and, and, and you can agree or disagree with me, and that's what I'm wanting to bring this up to you for, is because when we were kids, it started there. Mm-hmm. And we've just held on to it. Um, you know, and, and there's sure there have been other things that have been added into our circle of geekdom over the years. But ultimately, there is that foundation we all have. You know, I always say the foundation of my geekdom is Star Wars. You know, for some people, the foundation of their geekdom is like Superman or Spider-Man or... Superman. Yeah, Casey is Superman. <laughs> um, you know, and you hold on to those things. And, it, and I think... I don't know. Excuse me while I get too serious. And just chime in at any moment. Interrupt if you want to. Um, and I was thinking about this the other night. It's the idea... A lot of people... You know, I, I was talking to someone the other day. And they had stumbled across... Someone in my real life. You know, mm-hmm. um, and they had stumbled across my website because they were like, oh, I heard Steve has the website. I'll go check it out. They're not into comic books. They're not into movies. You know, they, this is one of those people <laughs> like, I don't really like to watch movies, which I don't understand that. <laughs> and she looks at it. She looked, and it's a she mm-hmm. of all things. And she comes back to me and she's like, hey, I saw your website. And I'm like, oh, it's the same reaction I had when you told me I listened to, I listened to the podcast. I'm like, oh, God. Um, <laughs> and she's like, I didn't know grown-ups were in it. And I'm like, oh, you know. Burn. And, and I guess my thing is, it's like, why not? You know? Why is it not cool anymore as an adult? For, for so many adults, why is the stuff that was cool when we were kids not cool anymore? And I think part of what being a geek is, if you have it in the proper perspective, mm-hmm. if you don't let it run your life. Now, there are some people who they let this stuff just completely consume them too much. Mm-hmm. And I'll agree with that. But if you don't let it run your life, if you have a Star Wars room, what's wrong with that? You know? <laughs> Nothing. Brian Nothing. Austin Green has one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> WWBAGD. <laughs> what would Brian Austin Green do? Um, but, I mean, do, is that part of it, Casey? Is it keeping in touch with the with the little Casey? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. I, it, I mean, it's imagination, you know? Yeah, it's that's like, the thing. Like I think a lot of people... It. I think a lot of people who have let go of the stuff that just fascinated them as kids lose a big chunk of their imagination. They lose their ability to dream. They lose their ability... And I don't mean, like, sleep and dream. I mean, mm-hmm. like just to look down the road of their life and say, here's what I hope for myself and here's what I want to see happen. And I never want to lose that, you know? And, I, and I'm not saying I would lose that if I sold all the Star Wars room off or, you know, if I... But I, I just think that there's a certain amount of wonder that the kid in me hangs on to through this stuff that it's like, I've, I can't let go, you know? And I think it's so important. And that's why I hate it when people are so negative about stuff. You know, I mean, like, I dog Star Trek fans, but the truth of the matter is, love Star Trek 4, enjoy Star Trek 2, love uh, Star Trek First Contact. You know, it's the, the truth of the matter is, is it's like, I just, there's no sense in hating on it, because I feel like if I start really hating on this stuff, if I get so jaded and so, I don't know, just serious about it, then suddenly it takes away why I'm digging on it in the first place you know and um i don't know what got me oh here's a little thing about happy childhood memories mm-hmm. childhood memories of geeky casey any childhood memories any childhood kate casey geek memories? 
think we talked about them. Like, have we? Yeah. Yeah. gum. <laughs> Superman, like yes. a little Supergirl cape, like uh, the good old days. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Used to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. With yes. My brother. Yes. Teenage. We had all the action figures. Which the pizza uh, truck. The, you had the pizza truck. Yeah. Nice. I didn't. I never got into the turtle collecting. It shoots pizzas. No. <laughs> it does. Well, <laughs> it slings them. I mean, how does that hurt anybody? Uh, Are they hot pizzas? I mean, you know, they're plastic. <laughs> they're plastic pizzas. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. You get hurt with a plastic, you get hit with a plastic disc at a high speed, it's going to hurt. <laughs> Ninja hit by pizza. So it's not real pizza they're shooting. No. It's a toy. I understand. It's a toy, no, Steve. I understand it's a toy. <laughs> but I'm saying in your mind. <laughs> I'm saying in your mind. I don't know mind why it made sense as a kid, but it did. I know. It well, great. even to me as a kid, I'm like, if I were a turtle and I love pizza, I wouldn't be using it to fight the bad guys. <laughs> now, I can see them like, we love pizza so much, our our metallic discs we're going to paint into pizzas. We're going to we're going to mold <laughs> the disc which we sh- launch out of our pizza truck. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Or those things were cool. We used to have G.I. Joes, too. Yeah. My brother had yeah. a big duffel bag of G.I. Joes. Apparently. We'd climb on top of the house and throw them off with their little parachutes. Oh, that's cool. So that was kind of, that's fun, geeky. I moment. could never make the parachutes work. No, they didn't, but it was still fun it to was climb fun on just top to watch, of the house. Yeah, it's all about climbing on top. It's, like, <laughs> it's an excuse to climb on the roof. Yeah, I could never get down. <laughs> I was always afraid. Well, getting up, get getting up's easy. It's getting down that's the hard part. So, uh. Unless you're talking about a We'd big honking dance party. We'd always get in trouble, party. so. Because yeah. <laughs> I was afraid to find the ladder and turn around. And Did you ever have it. a tree house as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. I love tree houses. Yeah. But it was always the getting down that was the hard part. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. I you mean, can climb up there and it's like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Here we but then are. It's like I can see for miles. To like, or feet. To like, okay, you have to jump off the house now. It's like, that's not happening. Jump? jump isn't that's way too high <laughs> that's ridiculous you can break so, a leg that way yeah we told josh that too it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had friends that would do that crap and i never understood that i'm like i'm like little round kid i was like a ball with feet and i'm like guys you can't jump guys and they would still do it and i'm like i'm not jumping i'm no, not jumping he never got hurt he was always pretty cool like a monkey hits the ground and rolls yeah that's reflexes. Yeah, I'm just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. We um did that. Let's see. We play X Men. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Snick snick. I was always Storm. Were you all? Is that your favorite X Men? I don't know. I think it was mm-hmm. at the time. At the know. time it was. Yeah. Because I'd always seen you more as a rogue chick. Yeah, I'm not that. You know about some rogue. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not as complicated as rogue. Is. <laughs> I'm, I'm not just... such a Debbie Downer. Sorry, all you rogue fans. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, she's just really mopey. I don't she, really get Wow, her. yeah, I guess so. I don't I don't know. I've never been a big X Men fan, period. Yeah. Um which is why I had no problem with Wolverine. X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. Did you see that yet? No. I mean it's all right. I'll probably wait for it. Yeah, I mean DVD. it's a DVD renter, I think, more than anything. It just didn't this summer. I can't wait for Harry Potter. Oh yeah, Harry Potter's coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. Oh, Half Blood Prince. Yep. Man, that's going to be rough to have to watch, though. I mean, it's bad in your imagination, but yeah, to see... Yeah, it is going to be rough. To see it happen Yeah. there at the end. I'm just ready for them to hurry up and make them all. 447. So we well, there's only one more after this. Yeah. So. They're breaking into two movies, though. 
Well, it's a lot of material. So, I mean, if they're really going to do it, that would be cool. I think so. It's yeah. hard. I mean, there was a big chunk of it though that was just them camping out, huh? Yeah. In the seventh book. I mean, you can kind of <laughs> you can kind of shorten some of that down. Yeah. Yes, sir. But uh, wow, what a great series is Harry Potter, huh? It is. I absolutely. It is fantastic. I love that series. It really yes. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it, and how much I got into it. And by the time I read that seventh book, how engaged I was mm-hmm. with those characters, and just how much every single one of them meant something to me. Yeah. Uh, Rowling, if she never writes anything else worth a while, she has, I mean, that's her opus. You know, of course everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. That's an obvious statement, but uh, just so good. Oh, my land. fantastic series. Do you have, which one is, is, which one is your favorite book? Oh, I guess the seventh one. Really? Yeah, or the last one. That was seven, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, st- I love Goblet of Fire. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's because the so much is happening. Cool. Yeah, the dragons, the whole, I guess just the whole quest Mm-hmm. type feel that it had to it was just so so much what I, I dig on and stuff I just really 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 liked it um, yeah and that's why I hated that movie yeah they let me down on the movie Aww. it's alright though you, I mean I understand you can't have everything just like the books but yeah. still some geeks don't understand really that good. Yeah. I liked it uh, well Casey yeah. We only answered one email. We answered in in about 40 minutes' time. <laughs> we answered one email. How good are we? We're pretty good. Let's answer one more. One more? One okay, more. Okay, we got to make it quick, though. All right, so let's uh, come up here to the Geek Out Loud inbox at geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. And let's come to Rebecca, the lady. Uh, Rebecca says, hey, Steve and Casey. (laughs) First, I would like to say that I've immensely enjoyed listening to Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of geekoutonline.com. Thank you. You're a safe place to geek out. I was first introduced (laughs) to the podcast through, guess what, Shoe. Yay. She says, I love Shoe. Anyway, I want to tell you about one of my biggest geek out moments. Is she a first time emailer? Uh, She may be, but she doesn't say she is. Hold on. Can we pretend that she says that? Um... Yeah. Hey, Steve. First time emailer. Woo! (laughs) She says, I am probably as huge a fan of Lord of the Rings as you are of Star Wars. I also love Star Wars, but Lord of the Rings was what released my inner geek. I saw each of the movies in the theater more than once. I saw Fellowship on opening night. I got to see Return of the King at a midnight showing. Very awesome. In November of 2005, I got the opportunity to go down to Indianapolis with my brother and experience the Lord of the Rings exhibit. I bet that was cool. I assume that you know what this is, but just in case I'm lucky enough for you to read my email on the air, I'll explain it briefly for the sake of others. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for doing this. <laughs> Basically, it was just a collection of things that were used in the movie, from costumes to bigatures to weaponry. Bigatures being like big miniatures. <laughs> it was fantastic. We saw the wax double of Bormir that was used in the scene where his body is sent over the falls of Raros, and they had a whole hall full of each kind of armor that was used in the trilogy. Now, you know, now you have to know that there were all sorts of signs that said, please don't handle this, blah, blah, blah. So what do we do? We reached over the partition and touched Aragorn's <laughs> shirt. Later, after we left the exhibit and hung out in Indy for a while because we were going to watch the two towers on the IMAX, we settled in our seats at the IMAX, and we were excited to see the two towers on such an enormous screen. However, neither of us were prepared for the impact of seeing the movie after having spent the day at the exhibit. When Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli ran across the screen in their first scene, something funny happened. 
almost at the same time, my brother and I sat up in our seats and looked at each other. We were both grinning like idiots, and we were like, we touched Aragorn's shirt. <laughs> it was such a geek out moment. That's so cool. Yes, isn't it, though? I'm so proud of that. Um, I got to do, I got to go to this. They had a Star Wars exhibit that had been at the Smithsonian, and then it went on tour. Uh-huh. Uh, this was right after episode one. So it was all original trilogy stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, fantastic. That is absolutely cool. love. I mean, they had costumes and, and miniatures, and, and oh my gosh, it was just so cool. So I can totally imagine. Now, you love Lord of the Rings. I do. I love Lord of the Rings. I think that um, I haven't sat down and watched them in a while. We saw all those together. We did. At, at some point, we saw them all together. In theaters. In theaters, yeah. Because like, I went to see them all more than once as well. Yeah. Um, at some point, I just, I've got to get the energy to watch them. It takes a lot out of me watching those things because they're so long. And I only have the when extended cuts. When it's rainy cuts. like it's been lately. Oh, my gosh, perfect yes. Perfect days to watch it. Lord of the Rings. I love Return of the King. Like, I still get choked up at the end. Like, yeah. uh, at every single ending. Yeah, <laughs> it does have a lot of endings. I mean, that's the way it was in the book. But yeah, you it know, was it, really good. I think that for my money, in the past ten years, those those are the most perfectly made films. Um, from just a cinematography standpoint, the music, uh, the, the 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 acting, the mm-hmm. costumes, there was so much work. And so much heart going to those films. It's just, and it just comes out in everything they do. Absolutely love Lord of the Rings, the movies. Love the books. I loved, loved the books. Those are my favorite books. Those are, those are like comfort food. Which is like one book. They yeah, just yeah, yeah, it yeah, down yeah, into yeah. Three. It's like comfort food. Yeah. It's like Lord of the Rings, the, tr- the Lord of the Rings trilogy is like macaroni and cheese to me. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It's like I can pull out those books and just slip, and I can open to anywhere in the story Mm -hmm. and just slip right into it and feel like I am where I belong, you know, in this world that Tolkien has made. Absolutely love those books. So, Rebecca, the cool moment, and I don't know if you're as big a Lord of the Rings fan as I am a Star Wars fan, though. I don't know. It sounds like she really did. I don't know. I got to call, I got to call shenanigans on that. That's, I mean, that's a big statement, Casey. I don't know. Well, if she has. A Lord of the Rings room. I could call it a tie. Megan there. Fox has tried to take over Brian Austin Green's Star Wars room with her Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah, that's what I hear. I love that they fight over that. That they, <laughs> that's, that's really what fun. they argue <laughs> over. <laughs> uh, really Megan finishes up. She says, I have one more funny moment to share with you. I'm a full time student, and so I keep kind of random hours. One night I'd been up really late and I couldn't sleep, but it was like five in the morning, and I, and I, <clears throat> wait, and don't ask me why, but I was like, hey, I should listen to the Big Honkin' Dance Party. Oh, my Atlanta. First, I'll say I love the dance party. I've listened to it a couple of times now. Second, I've got to say, when you started reading the blog stuff about animal driving, and I'm using my quote fingers, ding, ding, driving in Germany, I almost peed my pants. It was so hysterical. And the fact that you thought it was so funny made it ten times funnier. That is a funny story. The way that the cops were like, we're pretty sure it's animal. And they're like, they're being so serious about the whole thing. By the time... By this time, it was about 5.30, and I just gave up. I decided I wasn't going to even try to sleep, so I just went downstairs and posted the link to the crazy blog on my Facebook. I kept asking people about it all day, and I think everyone was getting sick of it, but random stuff like that kills me. Oh, it was so funny. 
<laughs> so I've said all that to say thank you so much for everything that you do for all us geeks. You're the best. Mole, by the way, I'm single too. Well, hello, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rebecca, that's from Rebecca. I have a little sister named Rebecca that just graduated college. Yeah, dance. Can I? I'm scared to ask you. Dance party? Yeah. I listen to it. Should I do a part two? Oh, dude, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually stored up music for the purpose of a gold oh, dance party totally part two. Oh, you should totally do that. Yeah. That would be so fun. So we might bring that out uh, in the near future. Though. I listened to it at work. Do you? And I was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to turn it off because I was getting distracted. It was really? so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I, I go back and I listen to everything to critique it. And when I went back to listen to that, I just had so much fun with it. And I know there's one person out there, and I'm not going to call any names. There's one person out there who just absolutely hates it um, because of the music. Music snob. You're a music snob. You know who I'm talking to. You. I'm talking to you. You're a music snob. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's just fun. I mean, it's just so much fun. So, um, Geek Out Loud, Big Honky Dance Party 2 coming soon. We'll go ahead and call it. Yay. Um, <laughs> and with that, Casey, we got to get you out because know, you've got a go. promise to keep. I do. So, uh, Casey, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. I love having you on this show. You just, you bring energy to this thing that I've forgotten how to podcast alone. <laughs> like, I feel like when I try to do it by myself, the energy is just not here anymore. So Aww. I've got to find a partner that can podcast well, with me. I'm moving closer. I know, so. right? So I'm going to, I'm going to hold mm -hmm. you to that. Um, I'll go ahead. Let's go ahead and segue into what's coming next for everybody. The, one of my favorite most defining movies of my childhood is in a lot of childhoods childrenhood child <laughs> a lot of kids defining movies for them is transformers the movie from the 80s yeah a lot of people my age it's that because a lot of people a lot of kids at that age when they were into transformers had never experienced death optimus prime dies in that movie mm -hmm. and it sent a lot of kids for a loop you know, Hasbro had, they were just wanting to sell new toys. They were trying to clear out the old toys and bring in the new ones. Mm -hmm. They had no idea the connection that kids had made with these characters and that when Optimus Prime died, it would be such a big deal. And um, unbeknownst to us, but beknownst to them at the time, they were going to bring Optimus Prime back only to make him evil and have to kill him again. Uh, <laughs> and then they finally did bring him back permanently, but uh, as a good guy, as the great Optimus Prime. But um, in that movie, one of the things that made that movie so great was the soundtrack because that, that movie had a soundtrack that if you were six or seven, it was music like your older brothers and sisters were listening to. Yeah. And so you felt really cool listening to it. And part of the reason that that soundtrack is so good is our next guest, who you guys will hear, got to speak to a few days ago, and we're going to put that interview right now uh, with Stan Bush. So, Casey, once again, thanks for joining us, and you're welcome here anytime. Thanks. Never surrender! Who I've been listening to for a while now, um, 
he's had songs in my CD collection, tape collection, uh, MP3, iPod collection uh, since I first heard The Touch back in uh, the 80s. And I just want to say welcome to Stan Bush. Stan, thanks for being with us today, man. Oh, thanks. Glad to be here. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'm big on pulling back the curtain on my show. This is a real laid back show, man. So if you want to just, as I told you in the email, you want to start talking about your favorite sports team or something, just jump on that and you'll be fine. This is, there are no boundaries here on the show. Um, I love your music. Let me just go ahead and tell you how much I love the music of Stan Bush. And I'm not talking about just the touch and dare. I'm talking about, uh, uh, in this life, I'm talking about just what, well, just your. I love your style of music. How did you get into it? How did you get into music? Oh, thanks so much. I uh, appreciate that. It. Uh, I've been in it for a long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Way back, um, I uh, you know I started playing uh, guitar when I was about ten. Um, I played trombone as well for about three years and then stopped okay. doing that. <laughs> guitar is yeah. a little bit cooler than trombone. <laughs> <laughs> Easier to pick up chicks at the college campus with a guitar. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and um, anyway, just, you know, played in the in the South, and then um, I later moved, let's see, I guess I was, um, I played clubs throughout the South and all, and then um, came out West. I, I uh, joined a recording group in Colorado, and we spent a couple of years there, uh, making uh, recordings and so forth, and we got signed and came to L.A., um, and I've been here ever since. How do you like it out there? I really I really do like it. The weather's incredible, for one yeah. thing. Um, you know, it's um, I'm kind of in a, like a northwestern edge, you know, like in the suburb, and it's a pretty, you know, hilly and quiet. It's not like the city city, you know, like right, you're right. living in New York or something. There you go. Well, but, now, uh, you say you played yeah. in the south. Yeah. Where where in the south? Well, I grew up in Florida, so um okay. mostly there, but I also played like, you know, the Carolinas, Georgia and, you know, you. Alabama and all that. Well, I you know, that's the reason I started this podcast that, that I do. I talk all kinds of things, science fiction, comic books, movies, that sort of thing is because mm-hmm. I'm in the south. I'm down in southeast Georgia and there's no Oh, I never would have guessed. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have I have you know, I have an accent, too, that I've sort of lost after all this time, but it, it creeps in now and then, especially if I've been back home, you know. Yeah. So I'm used yeah. to it. I was just teasing you. <laughs> I understand. No, that's cool, man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's why, you know, on on your album In This Life from 2007, there's yeah. a song I absolutely love called Southern Rain. Um, oh, thank you. And yeah, and when when I listened to that, because I was, you know, I haven't, I'm not a stalker, Stan. I haven't dug into your personal history. I don't know what's going on in your life. And so when I heard, I'm like, is he from the South? And uh, that just got me more excited to talk to you because. <laughs> yeah, that like, that one's really close to my heart as well, you know, because it's, you know, growing up down there, it's like, yeah. that's my favorite thing that I miss is the rain and all, you know, and the way it smells after a rain, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. And uh, yeah. it's a real heartfelt uh peace but thank you for saying that well until you live here you don't i mean it's hard to understand just that many because around here i don't know what part of florida you're from but around here during the summer especially just about every other day there's going to be a shower move through in the evening Mm -hmm. and uh no it was like that yeah down in florida i was uh actually northern florida um gainesville yeah the university of florida yeah yeah. yep 
<laughs> Home of the fight skaters. <laughs> oh, no. Because um, I'm a dog fan, sir, so I got to. Oh, cool. Yeah, we don't we don't need to go that route. Um, but, uh-huh. yeah, I absolutely, when I heard that song, I was like, this this guy knows how to write songs that speak to me. I mean, not just the, you've got the touch, which I've been listening to for years, and then, and then boom, Southern Rain. I'm like, man, what a, I love it. I just absolutely, I'm gushing here, and I don't mean to be. Well, who, oh, wow. who, who are some of your influences? Like, who are some of your favorite artists and, and some of your influences, that sort of thing? Gosh, it's really just been all over the board. Um, I mean, I I grew up listening to the Beatles and, you know, the, the Eagles, of course, and um, I you know, when the rock thing was going really strong and I always loved like Led Zeppelin and Foreigner yes, and all yeah. these bands, you know, I kind of, um, grew up singing that kind of stuff, the Almond Brothers. And yeah. it's like, uh, I, I even love the, uh, the Motown stuff, you know, just cause it's great singing and great songwriting. And, uh, it's really about the melody and about the, <clears throat> the song, you know, mostly for me. Right. And, uh, so I guess I couldn't really put my finger on one thing, but I definitely have a blues influence too. You know that. Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, there's also in in your music, there's such a positivity to it. Your music is so positive. Yeah, you know, just going through. Oh, thank you. Well, that's a high compliment because I I really it's it's weird because I've kind of that's been my sort of niche. You know, like the touch and dare. Um, we're kind of kicked it off and it was like, I always love that kind of thing cause it's okay. Yeah. It's corny maybe, but, but it's, to me, it's great because there's so much negativity in the world already. And who needs to hear another song about cop killing, you know, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> right. It's like, right. I don't know. Well, the just, albums, well, the like albums, I've got, like, um, uh, in this life in from this 2007, life. I've got shine. Um, mm-hmm. you know, of course the stuff from the transformers movie, uh, some stuff off of Call to Action, uh, like Never Surrender, and, and those sorts of things. Which Never Surrender, that was in Kickboxer, right? That was featured in yeah, in yeah. Kickboxer. Uh, and and I just as I'm listening through all this stuff, I'm like, there, there's just nothing that that really makes you angry. There's nothing that drags you down. There's not, you know, it's not this, it's not a depressing style music that you have. Like it's really uplifting, upbeat. You feel like you can take on the world after listening to your stuff. And, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I've gotten yeah, I mean, some fan letters from kids like that that have said things like, you know, like one kid said he was at one at one point contemplating suicide and that the touch and dare totally changed his life. It was just yeah. letters like that make you really feel like it's all worth it, you know, and yeah, yeah. what what you're doing. But, you know, it, it, to me it's like we have so much power that we don't even realize uh, you know, that that we can tap into, you know, and and uh it's 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 about believing in yourself and that kind of thing and uh, yeah. reaching for, reaching pushing yourself and reaching for a, some kind of goal or dream or go just basically go for it you know that kind of sure. thing and you know it it really is uh, it's cool to hear those kind of stories and and about people that that really uh, you know what I mean just dream yeah, dream yeah. big you know yeah well yeah. You, and it fits you know again because. It, I don't know how much you're online or on the internet. I know you've got your MySpace and you've got StanBush.com going, but um, you know, on online when you start talking about some of the different things that I go into and do, like movie reviews and that sort of thing, a lot mm-hmm. of people just like to take the anonymity that they have online and just bash whatever comes along. And so, yeah. so when I started my website, and my podcast, I'm like, you know what? I just want to be positive. I just want to celebrate what I enjoy, and 
and leave it at that. I don't want to use this because I'm not a filmmaker. I'm not a writer. I just know what I like and I know what I enjoy, and I'm just going to celebrate that. And what you find That's is nice. it's such, well, you find it's just such a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah, because, I know what you, you know, mean. And, and so I think it's the so same way with your music. I think it's just a breath of fresh air in a in a lot of other, you know, when there's a lot other, like I said earlier, depressing and just um, just moody and, and, and focusing on all this other negativity and stuff. And, and, and so I thank you for that. In fact, I just watched today the video that's up on YouTube of you working with, uh, of doing The Touch, uh, with some guys in the military, can can you talk about that a little bit? What was that like? Oh yeah, yeah. That's um, we recently did that. Um, it's a a, a a tribute video using the touch uh, a tribute for the uh, to the uh, honoring the the military, yeah. the uh, all of our our armed forces, and it's very cool. There's uh, footage from um, we actually didn't go to Iraq, even though it looks like we did. Um, to shoot it, uh, there, we, there's a Southern California desert location that we used uh, yeah. to get the footage that that has me in it, with some you know some guys who are ex army and, and uh, a couple of ex marines I believe too. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, we we did the the shots there with me and them, and then uh, the other it's intercut with actual footage from uh, rock stills and also yeah, yeah. Uh, some combat footage and so forth. Anyway. It, it came out really cool, and uh, I, to me, I, I mean, there's nothing, I, could, I can't say enough good things about uh, the troops and what I, you know, honoring them and, and their sacrifice and service to our our country is just, you know, outstanding, and I, I really, I wish I could do more, you know, kind of thing. If I get asked to go over there or something for a USO tour, you know, I'm, I'm gone, I'm, I'm there. Because I, I don't know, just to me, it's like they're they're giving so much, you know, we owe them our our respect and honor. You know, so. right, right. Yeah. Well, I, I actually, I was absolutely stoked to see that. It's a really cool video. It looks very cool. And um, oh, thanks. And it was neat to have those guys singing along with you at the one point. You know, you. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> My favorite part was the air guitar with the gun. You know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a laugh out of that. I was but, like, he uh, needs. To, oh, I was sitting there watching. He needs to be careful. That's a real gun. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, really. watch out, Stan. Watch out! Don't pull the trigger. <laughs> that would be an interesting story. <laughs> oh boy. Do you have Do you have a favorite song or a favorite album that you've put out? Well, I think in this life, the the, the last album is the best uh, of of anything I've done so far. Although. There are great things to me that that I still am very proud of albums, but uh, but really, I mean, um, I'll never fall, and uh, um, you know, the one you mentioned, Southern Rain. I mean, those are you know, it's it's. I'm really proud of that album. Sure, so, it is. It's a good album. I, you know, I I'll confess that I just was made aware of it the other day, and uh, and picked it up and have been listening to it all week long. It's a really really good. Good album. And what oh, I and what you. I like is is your style since the eighties. It you've changed, you've grown in your style, but there's still a there's still an integrity to the way to 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 the way that Stan the classic Stan Bush, if you will, and then what we got in two thousand seven within this life, you know, you know you're listening to Stan Bush when you hear it. And um and and Thank that's you. kind of refreshing in and of itself. In in the sense that 
there's so many people who feel like they have to swing with the times and that sort of thing. And, and though, like I say, though you've, you've progressed and you've moved forward, you haven't completely just changed to try to please, I guess, anybody except just what you feel is good and what you feel is right. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I think just in general, not just music, but in everything, you you got to kind of be who you are and uh you know and and do what what feels right for for you, you know, and and uh, I've kind of trying to try to do that, you know, all along and uh, it, it hasn't been easy. I mean, you know, back in the 90s rock kind of went away. It seemed like it well it was that that grunge thing and then sure. uh you know, it was uh it was a totally different scene for a long time as far as the kind of rock I did in the eighties and all. Right. So, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I found a, a niche and, and kind of hung in there. Um, I did most of my stuff during the nineties and so forth and the early two thousands, um, you know, overseas, Europe and mm-hmm. Japan and all that. I kind of had kept a, a market going over there and putting out albums and so forth. And, uh, and, uh, anyway, but uh, I'm I'm tickled I'm tickled because in one respect because of this resurgence of the popularity of Transformers with the, the new films and all sure. has has brought sort of brought me back into the light into the picture um, and so forth and people are around the world are um, more and more saying wow this guy's good you know or whatever you know they yeah, they like yeah. they like my stuff and at this point I've got a pretty good body of work you know. Um, I'm working on number 12 right now. <laughs> awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, now, In This Life, it won an award, didn't it? Yeah, well, it was voted Album of the Year um, okay. on rockunited.com. Um, let's see, uh, melodicrock.com gave it a must-buy, and uh, I think it was in, rated at 97 out of 100. I mean, you know, it's just, it just, you know, was ranked really highly as far as just overall as as, as one of the great albums. Uh it's it's kind of cool because um a lot of those people you know they 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 still like what i do and it's it's very gratifying <laughs> sure sure well um let's let's talk about you mentioned transformers and it's renewing and its popularity and that sort of thing yeah uh you know back in the 80s when transformers were huge the first time around um you know they're coming in they're making the movie how did you come into that gig what how did how did that happen well, um, I was the record label actually set that up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the touch was uh, my co-writer and I. Uh, we we originally wrote it for um, to submit for a Sylvester Stallone movie called Cobra, okay, and we yeah and, yeah. yeah and then the, anyway the record label came back and said um, oh we got it in this other this animated Transformers cartoon movie and I thought oh no <laughs> <laughs> little, little did we know you know that that the <laughs> Transformers was going to become a you know, a cult thing and a, uh, you know, a phenomenon. And it's really done, uh, been quite cool as far as, well, one of the things too, I mean, okay, yeah, it was a little bit of a cheesy uh, cartoon movie, but the music was cool. And and I think that in a lot of respects gave, gave it, you know, sort of uh, staying power as far as popularity and all that. I've been to, um, well, let's see, this, this two weeks from now, I'll, I'll be doing my third, um, BotCon, you know, the Transformers convention. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's out here in L.A., um, in Pasadena, and uh, the concert part of it will be at Paramount Studios, and so that I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a big night. I'll be per- performing there with my band at the, uh, you know, the Paramount. Uh, it's a right. New York City uh, set. It's outside. It'll be cool. Oh, that'll be very cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you, the reaction you gave was, oh, no, little, you know, this kid. But the... 
when that music, when that song, The Touch, comes on, and The Touch actually plays after Dare mm-hmm. um, in the movie. And I'll say this, I love Dare. Dare's probably, might even I might even like Dare a little more than I like The Touch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, it's a uh, great song. You know, it is. And, um, but it, it plays after Dare. But the moment, because you've, and, and this is the geek and the kid coming out in me, because it's Optimus Prime, it's the biggest and baddest of all the Transformers, you know, and then your voice starts up, and and I don't want to sing and ruin it, so I'm not. I'm, I'm everything within me is keeping that from happening right now. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, and the song starts up, and it's just it was something you've never seen in a kids' movie before. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and so and and it helped the kids because I was kind of a young kid at the time, and and I'm watching Transformers, and I'm feeling cool because it's like this is the kind of music my older sister's listening to. This is the kind of music all the cool kids are listening to. And, uh, you you know, and so, so you kind of, it really helped make that movie even more than what it's, there's, there's not been an animated movie based on a toy line since then that has done what Transformers did, in my opinion, as far as, as far as just having the appeal across the board and it has such staying power. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the reasons those songs have had staying power when it comes to, the song Dare. Now, is that something you'd already done, or was that something that was done for Transformers? Uh, that we did, um, let's see, for the Transformers, or at least that's what... I was actually not a writer on that one, but okay. Um, okay. but it is on that Transformers soundtrack, and uh, and I you sang it, of that. course. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, did, was Decola, did Vince Decola write Yeah, Vince that? Decola wrote that, okay. and uh, in fact, he's going to be performing with me at the, at the uh, BotCon coming oh, up. Oh, wow. We did one together in '97. It was in Rochester, New York, yeah. and so we flew there and did a performance together. And Vince is a great guy and extremely talented. Um, yes. But yeah, the, um, it's it's all cool. The one thing too, the touch is kind of one of these things that just doesn't go away. I mean, it was in Boogie Nights movie. I guess right. you know that, right? Yeah. It wasn't me singing. Uh, Mark Wahlberg sang it. Um, anyway, then we'll see. Last fall this past fall and um yes on yeah, chuck on, on nbc chuck. Uh, featured yeah <laughs> chuck featured it on nbc and yep. so that was a very cool thing and then uh anyway it i've got two actually hasbro has two um transformers two uh toys coming out um you know the end of the month and two weeks from now that that have um the touch playing in the toy you know one oh, of them wow. i guess is ultimate bumblebee and and then something else so that's that's a very cool promotional thing for me. Yes. Um, well, what have we got to do to get Michael Bay to get Stan Bush in the Transformers movies? I have no clue. I mean, if there's <laughs> something anybody, if anybody can write in, I've submitted it to to, to the head of film music. That this new version. Uh, well, they also have the original touch as well, but right. the the new version that uh, it's uh, you haven't heard it. It's uh, Touch O Nine, um, oh, wow. and that yeah, it's it's very cool. It's kind of like a Lincoln Park meets Stan Bush or something, and uh, oh my gosh. it's totally modern, totally different, um, and it's really cool. In fact, uh, we just finished shooting a, a music video, so that should be up in a matter of days on YouTube. But Michael, I sent it to Michael Bay's office as well, and uh, like I said, I just haven't got, haven't gotten any response. I know the the music is something they typically do last right. uh, on these things, so. Um, you know, it's one well, of those coming things. down to the wire with it, sir. It's yeah, on, yeah. I guess in a couple of months, but uh, it's political too. I mean, yeah. like I say, the the Lincoln Park is, is a big a big name, and they also are are Warner Brothers act. And I know, like especially with the last movie, 
two years ago, the the um, all the the soundtrack was on on Warner Brothers, so they had to use Warner Brothers bands for the soundtrack, which was Linkin Park and Goo Goo Dolls, and you know, uh, you know, not taking anything away from them, they're, they're a darn good band, and uh, I especially like that um, their first single that. Um, you know, I try too hard. That one. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Great song. Yes, Sam Bush will sing it on my podcast. Okay. Get, <laughs> let's get him wound up. Let's get him wound up. Well, yeah. Well, so it's one of those things where, you know, it, it would be wonderful if if uh, if that happened. But, you know, I'm not holding my breath. It's one of those things where sure. you, you just do everything you can, and that's after that, it's out of your hands, you know. Well, now, let me ask, when are we going to get to hear the Touch 09? I mean, well, like I say, it will... It'll be a YouTube. Um, there'll be a YouTube on it um, within a week. I'm I'm nearly positive the the guy was just finishing up ed- editing it. Uh, we shot it a couple of weeks ago, and it it uh, I think it's probably really good. He told me it was gonna, it was coming out great. So um, anyway, uh, what I can do is email you the link, and you can yeah, maybe put put the info out there. That'd be great. Sure, I will. And it, I'll put a there'll be a notification on my website about it too, mm-hmm. and. At, and uh, we'll probably, you know, announce it to all the, you know, all the, the Transformers fan sites and all yes. that, like Cybertron.com and everything. Yeah, well, well I'm, I'm looking forward to that, sir. I and mean, we'll debut the, the video at BotCon as well. <laughs> you have just made a, a fat guy in Georgia very excited, my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, on, on, uh, on In This Life, there, yeah. you, did a, you did Touch 07, um, right. which was really, really good, by the way. Really enjoyed that. But Thank also, you. there's the "Till All Are One" mm-hmm. uh, track that uh, it's a bonus track on on the CD that well, you did specifically for a BotCon. Yeah, well, that was yeah, that was the theme song for BotCon '07. Mm-hmm. Um, "Till All Are One," you know, as is a phrase from the original film, and right, uh, right. and we we submitted that as well for the the first non-animated picture, you know, from two years ago. The, the original, the uh, right, first right. Michael Bay Transformers, and uh, as we submitted that as well as the Touch, and the Touch was actually supposed to be in the first one and was going to be until about two weeks before it came out. Oh no! It, I don't. I never found out why, but I think it. You know, for, from what I heard, Michael Bay, some maybe he just wanted to disassociate himself from the original film or something. I, I really don't know what transpired on that. Well, I, I'm going to put the call out right now. Let's email Michael Bay. Let's get letters sent in and say, look. There you go. Stan Bush on uh, on the Transformers 2. Hey, what about Guitar Hero, man? Any moving on that? Oh, yeah, yeah. We got that. Um, Transformers, that's the other big thing I didn't mention yet. Um, the Touch is coming out on Guitar Hero. Nice. The end of this month. <laughs> Awesome. Now, is that going to be as a download for? Yeah, it'll be as a free download um, for Guitar Hero World Tour. Awesome. Oh my yeah. gosh, is that going to be on all platforms? Or do you know? <laughs> I believe it will. Yeah. The, oh um, man. Yeah, uh, Xbox and and PS3. And so, and it's going to be on the World Tour version. So you've got the drums and the sync. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to be doing. I will be performing <laughs> the touch in my living room, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get you dates and times. Yeah, I'll be they. Covering, it's so I'll be funny. Stan Bush's the you got the touch. So uh, I'm sorry, I did. I, I apologize, Stan. Um, no, they're and they're going to have. I from what I gather, they're going to have Activision is going to have a booth at Botcon, and they're going to be. They'll have the game there set up, and I'll be playing in a little contest to get some fans, and I'll get nice. you know get my butt kicked because <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll suck at it, you know. 
So I can see it now. I, I outsung Stan Bush. There you I go. I outsung Stan Bush on the touch. That's great. No, <laughs> a lot oh, of man, days it wouldn't exciting. be hard to do. Oh, come on now. That'll be exciting. That's exciting. I'm glad to hear that because I noticed on your site that was one of the big things you were pushing for was to get the touch on Guitar Hero, and it belongs there. It is a great – that's just a – oh, my – I can't wait to play Guitar Hero at the end of the month now. So Yeah, see, now that – that's big, and that and um, you know Guitar Hero, and uh, you know the whole push Activision doing promotion for that, you know, and then we got the Hasbro, we got Botcon, we got I mean all these things are are popping. I I wish I had the new album done, but it's still going to be it'll be a couple months before that's okay. ready. But 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 the last album is great, and a lot of people still haven't even heard that yet. As far as you know what I mean, as far as in yes. the U.S. at least, it, right, right, kind of right. is still new to most people. Well, most of your albums are available for download on iTunes, uh-huh. um, and I would encourage all of my listeners to go. Um, and and I don't, I'm going to say this, and I and and if it offends you, I'll edit it out. But I mean, especially if you're a fan of '80s rock, um, or just rock and roll, I guess I would say, right, Stan? I mean, go these, go download his albums. They're good stuff. I absolutely well, thank you. I mean, I really mean that. I'm not just blowing smoke up your ear, in, sir. I truly enjoy your music, and um. And 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 I know a lot of our listeners do, and so um, well, so that's nice of you to say. Yeah, so so there are a lot of your albums are on iTunes. You've got a new album dropping later on this year. Um, we now have a cause to get your music in Transformers Two, and if that doesn't go through, there's always Transformers Three. I'm sure. There you um, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have a you have a MySpace where people can add add or request do a friend request, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and there's right. samples, there's tracks on there too. You know that that are uh, you know you can you can play. There's four songs on there you can listen to as well. And well, sure. All, so all kinds of ways to get in touch. Yep. With Stan Bush. And, yeah, and, and just and remember StanBush.com and uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, 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 Stan, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I so appreciate you coming on the show today and, and talking oh, a little my, bit of music with me and, and talking your stuff. I, I want you to know, again, uh, you have a lot of listeners of this show who are just huge fans of your work, and we so enjoy your music and appreciate all that you've done. You have given me hours of rocking out and sometimes making a complete fool of myself with people. Hey, uh, we as, all do it. <laughs> as I break into as I break into a little air guitar and, and, and the touch a little bit. So... Uh, but, no, thank you so much for, for your music and for coming on today. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. My pleasure. And if I'm in Georgia, I'll stop by and shake your hand. I'll hold you to that, sir. I'll hold you okay. to that. Okay. Right, thanks, Dan. <laughs> thanks for your support. Take care, man. You got the power. When loose, you'll be right in the eye of the storm. You got the Well, that about wraps it up for us here on Geek Out Loud. And we want to thank once again Stan Bush for stopping by and chatting with us a little bit. Great times, good fun. Have no idea what's coming down the pipe, though, people, for Geek Out Loud. Uh, Stay tuned to the website, geekoutpodcast.com, and, of course, Geek Out Online, the blog, uh, geekoutonline.com. We do have some T-shirts in the works. I'll be giving you information about that as we have it. Go check out... um, 
I tell you what to do. Go over and check out geekoutonline.com for two reasons. Number one, the reworked version of The Touch. That video is going to be posted there, that YouTube video. Also, and more importantly, at the top of geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com are the banners that you can click on and go donate to Kim's team uh, for Walk Now for Autism. Uh, Autism Speaks. Go help her out. We've got just a few days to reach our goal. And if you haven't given yet, you're in, you know, if you said you were going to put it off till the end, guess what? It's the end. It, it's time. We're running down. Uh, we're, we're right at that, those last few moments. So let's help one of our own out that way. You can email me at geekoutonline at gmail.com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Leave comments on the site. Uh, come join us at our forums, geekoutpodcast.com slash forums. Geekoutpodcast.com slash forums. We'd love to have you be a part of our little community, of our little corner of the interweb. So, um, once again, to you guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks again to Casey for coming on at the beginning of the show. I hope you all just have a great week or two or three or however long it is until you hear from me again. Have a great one, guys. We'll see you. You got the touch. You got the power.